Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, you'll meet the author of a book set in the Wild West, but it has a modern twist. Her journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crowley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is The Jeff Crilly Show. Well, as many of you know, I wrote a nonfiction book some 20 years ago, and I was just basically telling my story from my own life. I really admire people who are writing about other people's lives and creating characters. And my next guest is Laura Merchant. She's the author of A Better Man. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me, yeah. Jeff. Well, I really admire uh, people who write novels because honestly, you, you have to get into your characters. You have to describe, you know, the Wild West, which obviously you didn't live. So, um, <laughs> Tell us more about this journey. Was it a book that you just had to get out? Absolutely. You know how sometimes whenever you have a story and it, it just it it can't get away from you. You continue to think about it. You sleep it. You eat it. You breathe it. Um, I got the idea for this story back in 2016, but I didn't start writing the book until 2019. So uh, took it took some time, but it circled back around and couldn't stop once I got started. <laughs> and I'm, I'm curious about your process because, I mean, t t some authors tell me that they can visualize talking to the character in the room and know the character wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, were these characters cl clearly defined in your mind back in uh, 2016? Absolutely. So I have a theater background and one of the things that I would do is I would kind of put myself into character with each and every, you know, each and every person in the book. If they drank, you know, I would drink. And, and somehow by doing it, that kinesthetic process would help me get more into character and, you know, make it more believable whenever we were I was writing a scene. Yeah, the other thing we, we visited before the show and she did her exhaustive research. Uh, tell the story about the word pistol. Okay, okay, awesome. So we um I, I did a I took some liberties. I will say that, Jeff. Sure. I did take some liberties, but one of the things, you know, I, I wanted to be as historically accurate as possible. So I researched firearms and, you know, different mechanics that were coming around at that time because there was lots of changes happening at that time in the late 1800s. And I had written the word pistol in one of my original drafts. And I showed it to a teacher friend of mine and she, her husband is in the service and she's like, they wouldn't have used the word pistol back then. Wow. And then I reached out to the um, editor of True West magazine and said, hey, you know, can you confirm this for me? And he said, yes, don't use the word pistol. So handgun, revolver, other words, but being historically accurate was very important to me. Okay, without giving away the book, let's talk <laughs> about um, the life lessons that people can draw from the book. Absolutely. So the book centers around a man who, um, he's a decoy for this infamous Texas outlaw gang leader. And 
when a routine heist goes awry, he has to just decide whether he's going to be the character that he's portrayed for so long or his most authentic self. And so the point of the book is, you know, turning your life around for the better, living a life filled with authenticity and really believing that you deserve that regardless of your past, regardless of your thoughts or lifestyle, we're all worthy of a life that we can love. Sure. And we're going to put the book cover up full screen so people can look at this. And this is available wherever books are sold. Is yes. that right? Yes. Yes. And it went, uh, I will say it went uh, Amazon number one no within, the first, within the first few days yep, Congratulations. on Kindle. So. And you're getting rave reviews on Amazon and the different websites. We're going to pull up a, a few of those reviews. What does it feel like to, to get those kinds of accolades? It is incredibly, it's humbling, but it, it, honestly, I don't have the words for it. Being a writer, I don't have the words, but it touches my heart to know that the story touches their heart and that it's moving them in a way. The whole point of writing the book is to share the story. Wow. Well, and you also mentioned to me before we went on the air about hybrid publishing. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So there's traditionally, there's traditional publishing, like the, the big wigs, Simon and Schuster, uh, Penguin, um, and then there's self-publishing, which there are many different avenues to do that. And there's hybrid publishing. And I chose the hybrid publishing route after querying with traditional publishers for about a year and a half um, because, you know, self-publishing, there's the marketing, there's the promotional tools, and then there's the whole publishing process. This is my first book, so I wanted a little bit of guidance and to be with somebody um, like Michael Butler from Beyond Publishing that I could glean from so that in the future, if I go the traditional route or if I decide to self-publish, I'll know what to expect and how to be best put up for success. Outstanding. We're, this is going to be a little bit of this is your life. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to pull up some pictures and I want you to kind of narrate them as they come on the screen. Oh, goodness. Okay, what are we looking at here? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is me on a horse. Um, Mom, how old was I? Three. I was three. So I'm a native Texan. And, you know, they say you can take the girl out of Texas, but you can't take Texas out of the girl. So with the book being a Western, um, I, I felt it was appropriate to share that. And so... That's me. That is my dog, Bear. He is a Yorkie. He is 12 years old and is full of personality. And he was with you every step of the way, right? Yes, that he was. Of... <laughs> he was. He kept me accountable. He's like, Mom, get to work. <laughs> oh, look at that rain. Yes. So I just got engaged at the end of August to my love, Ryan, and it was a fantastic evening. He pulled the wool over my eyes. I was led to believe that I was going to a networking event for his work, and it ended up being a surprise engagement party. Wow. That's so cool. So that is me. Um, I was a choir director for 16 years. My degree is in vocal music education, and I taught theater and choir and elementary music. So that's us performing at my alma mater. That's another uh, choir that I was conducting in the, in the Louisville area. I'm also very active in the theater community. So that is called Broadway on a Tuesday. Um, it's just kind of a cabaret style event that is from the musical Violet. I was the titular character. That's my friend Nick Hill in the background with uh, Louisville Community Theater. Those are some students that I worked with um, directing a show. Again, I directed theater, so great kiddos. And that's the last musical that I've directed. That was You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Wow. 
And that is a show with my uh, my good friend Eddie Herring. That was the Philadelphia story. I got to be the Catherine Hepburn character. <laughs> now, did all of the theater work and performing work help you writing the book? Yes. Uh, you know, when people ask me, what's your writing process? I feel a little pretentious whenever I answer that question because I see it in my head like a movie. And so the task at hand becomes describing it in a way where you, the reader, can see what I'm seeing. So um, that, I had a cowboy hat. I had one of those pretend buckles that you can get from the toy store because for me, again, using that theater background, by doing it, by having that kinesthetic approach, I was able to give the reader a more descriptive uh, narrative. Outstanding. Okay, I'm assuming that this is going to be the first book of many? This is the first book in a trilogy, and I have ideas for other books um, beyond that. So we're hoping that, well, we're not hoping, I'm already in the process of writing book two, and um, I will keep you updated on more right. <laughs> as we get through well, that. So in the last minute or so, I want, to give, I want to give a chance for you to encourage people who might have a book in them as well, and, and they need to get it out. So if you have a story on your heart and you just can't get away from a story just like I did, write it. Even if it's 25 minutes a day, write it. Um, if you have a goal, pursue it. Your story is important. You are important. You matter. And you deserve all the success. Outstanding. That's a great way to end the segment. We're also <laughs> going to leave you with her Facebook page. We're going to put that up on the screen. Uh, Laura Merchant, thanks so much for coming on the thank show. Thank you, Jeff. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.